Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wild Ones Podcast, episode 16. I'm Francis. This is Jimmy, and it's the show where we chat about bike stuff. How are you? I am very well, Francis. I am, in fact, exactly the same as the last time we made our podcast because it is the same day really it is approximately two hours later it is we ate some pizza other than that we were wearing the same clothes i'm fuller but the same yeah pretty much so why why are we still wearing the same clothes francis on well, the same day <laughs> we've uh we're filming two podcasts today because i am going to a different country tomorrow so we needed a podcast <laughs> we did yeah and we've been meaning to talk about the scam video. We wanted to do a special episode of the podcast dedicated to that. If you haven't seen it, pause this, go to the Cade Media YouTube channel, search for I, We Scammed a Scammer. We Scammed a Scammer. Watch that, and then you're going to enjoy this podcast a bit better. It is not essential, but you will enjoy it more. Um, and for the section where we go through the scammer video, we are also going to introduce producer Emily who has a camera on her for one episode only. Whoa! <laughs> Hi. So let's recap the story, just in case the people haven't watched the YouTube video, even though we just told them to go and watch it. In simple terms, you got a message on Instagram from Elves UK, which is the UK part of a Chinese bike manufacturer. You were like, why do they want to send me a bike frame? Because that's what it was saying in the message. Um, so doing a bit of digging, we found out that actually they'd been having a conversation with Francis Cade over email who had arranged for, uh, to do a video on one of their bikes. It was not me. And it was nothing to do with Francis, it was nothing to do with me, and it was nothing to do with producer Emily. Oh, I have a confession. It actually was to do with... No, I'm joking. It was not to do with me either. No. That would be a, an interesting reveal, <laughs> wouldn't it? That's for, that's for the conspiracy part of the yeah. podcast. The, so they sent uh, SJ, who's the lady from elves sent me screenshots of the emails that they the email exchange that they've been having and it had a like email signature with a blue cade cade media logo ripped off of the youtube channel so we decided with the help of sj who was well up for it that we would try and scam the scammer back 
And we did. I think scam is probably the wrong word. We were never actually trying to rip off the person. Prank We, we just want, yeah, it's, a prank is probably a better word. Yeah, a prank's a prank. We just, we just wanted that person to, to have a moment where they've gone, oh my dear giddy aunt, I've done, I've been caught out here. That's me mm -hmm. trying not to swear. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things about this video that was so different to our regular stuff is that you made it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Emily made it and it was way more pro. <laughs> I did make it. I, I actually loved making it, but also the timeline of it, like from, from getting the first message to actually the video going out was something like two and a half, three months of conversations with this person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we had to keep them going, but also had to make it realistic and it had to seem real from our side and their side and they thought they were still talking to SJ legitimately and they were doing all sorts of weird stuff because obviously the, if they'd have got the frame there would have to be an excuse for it not then appearing if they weren't going to get busted not it not then appearing on Cade Media so it was it was complex wasn't it yeah it was complex and because it was um, a custom frame there had to be enough time for it to have been made and then shipped from China so it was quite like um, logistical I think wasn't it so I remember when the initial message came through because we were all here and we were like, what the hell's going on? And then when we realized, we were like, this has got to be a video because I think sometimes you can tell just from like your initial reaction, we were all interested in it and it was like, whoa, what's going to happen? And we were seeing these new emails come through and it was like unbelievable, the audacity of it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I remember, I think I told my mum at some point and she wanted to know literally everything about every single step of what was happening. I was like, this has got to be a good video because people It goes past bikes as well. It's yeah, nothing yeah, to, totally. It doesn't matter what the, the thing is. Anyone's interested in this unusual situation. And we, yeah. Here's a question for you. What did it feel like to have someone pretending to be you? Because I thought it was outrageous. <laughs> it took me a while to get my head around it and the different, like, what other repercussions here what's ooh, how long have they been doing this have has it just been elves my first worry was like well who else are they talking to and as soon as you mentioned making a video i was like yes that is a great idea because at the very minimum some people you know at least a few thousand people are going to know that this person is out there doing these things and at least we can, it's a public broadcast, isn't it? It's, it's, this has happened to us. If you've had an email as well and it looks similar, it's not us. These are our real email addresses, blah, blah, blah. Totally. And it was an in interesting because when we posted that video, I sort of tried to say it, but I didn't say it very eloquently at the end that we'd pass the information onto the appropriate channels. What I meant is we'd, we'd sort police. of package it all and mm. put it onto the police. But that was one of the main comments that we got in the video is why hasn't this gone to the police? And I think while that was the right thing to do and that's always what we were going to do, I think actually the announcing it was important for, for you and for Cade Media because it's kind of protecting your reputation. It's letting people know that if they've had a weird message, it's not from you because it can actually destroy your reputation if, if um, companies think that you're taking products off them and then not actually doing what you've said you do. Not that we really do anything like that, take stuff in saying, yes, we will definitely do X, Y, and Z. It's not really how it works. But obviously if you get into that agreement and you think that you're expecting something, you don't get it, then it's, it's bad for bad for you and bad for your company, right? This is weird as well, wasn't it? The, the, the tone of the email, I know it doesn't really matter, but the tone of the email and the way they were talking, this fake Francis was talking to SJ. It was like, I wouldn't talk like that. I didn't like that. It's being impersonated is weird. It's really weird. They could be saying anything. And Ashday thought it was me. I thought they she were quite thought she'd been ghosted by me for a while. 
it's probably worth us talking about what's happened since uh, this film went out because there's a, a couple of small developments. The first thing was that we reported it to Action Fraud. We haven't really got... Uh, Action Fraud is a branch of the police that deals specifically with fraud in the UK. We had an acknowledgement from them, but no update. My um, guess is that we probably won't get... I don't think anything will come of it. Do you agree? I can't no, imagine. definitely not. Unless somehow this person is linked to like a massive fraud ring. They might be. There perhaps will be, you know. The, what we had to give them was an address, which we don't know is their address, but it was the address that they wanted the bike sent to, a mobile number, which they gave um, for the carrier to be able to contact them about the shipment. And we also got a name, which was the signed for name, when our silly little parcel was delivered silly sweet bike so we gave that information over so i guess if there's any sort of links then perhaps perhaps it'll come of something but i can't imagine it happening it might be something more serious i can i can only imagine someone doing this sort of thing is sending out 100 200 emails a day and just testing their luck basically you don't think so do you jimmy no Why? it's too specific too specific that you do that they they that is generally done in financial crime if you're fishing. You're, mm-hmm. you're slinging out so much that you might get something back off of it. You know, like we get loads of spam emails at Cade Media about like product, product-based stuff. People trying to sponsor the channel, but actually what they're trying to do is get us to download some Trojan onto our computer or whatever. Um, that's just throwing out a net trying to get some return. This is way too specific. It's someone, it's someone, they might be doing other cycling brands, but I don't think there's that many. I reckon it's someone which is, watches the channel, thinks they've got an opportunity, has gone for it, and it's and, and then it started snowballing, and they've gone, oh, wow, I might actually get a bike out of this. They know details, and they know they referenced other YouTubers in the emails as well, didn't they? So they had like GC Performance and Jordan, yep. who are, you know, aren't they big channels? So I guess if you're into cycling YouTube, you'd watch them. But it indicates the person is in cycling YouTube, watches a lot of cycling YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's also a strange, I mean, the frame is a a thousand pound frame. It's not to be sniffed at, but the the lengths they're going to to get this, and it's not really that resellable either. If you were to sell it online, I mean, you're not going to be getting a thousand pounds for it. I think it was for them. I think the amount of emails, obviously we only had so much time to to tell this story and you don't want to be reading out every single email that's gone between them. But there was a lot. There yeah. was a lot of emails over a span of months and they go into great detail about like what bottom bracket they're going to pick and what group set they're going to put on it and the amount of emails that even just go into like the colour scheme and the paint scheme and the choices behind it and blah, blah, blah. And bless Esther, she like made a full mock-up of this bike that's never going to go into production. Like, I think the amount of detail, like, you know, if you just wanted something to steal, to sell on, it doesn't really matter. Like, this was such a custom thing. It seems like it was made for them. But also, what a terrible idea for a scam, for a (laughs) criminal to do, to make something so custom and specific that it can be linked back to you. It really could if they ended up riding it anywhere. Assuming it stayed in the UK, it's going to get someone's going to see it. Yeah, I I reckon they never thought it was going to happen. It was just like I'll just do it for a laugh and see what happens, and then it's kind of like snowballed and snowballed, and then they're like, "Oh wow, they're actually going to send me a frame. This is unexpected." <laughs> now I have to actually take the stolen frame. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. no, <laughs> that's that's what I feel like has happened. Yeah, um, 
uh, it feels like it's maybe someone that's young, but then like structurally, a lot of the communication was like structured correctly, although there was obviously issues and issues with it. So it can't mm. be someone that's so young that they haven't learned how to write an email, write um, professionally, you know, like, um, or with like, it's, it's someone that's like worked, had yeah. a job. Yeah. Being yeah. around other employees, having to like, it's not. It's not. It's not like a young. It's not like a young kid. Is what you're saying? I don't think so. No. Not. You know. If it is someone young, it's someone that's like 18 to 20 and have already done a job. Yeah. Although that would be office. the person that would like a, a carbon frame could be really valuable. Like that's something that a kid would want, mm -hmm. isn't it? I actually disagree. I I think this is a young person, not a child, but like 18 to 21 ish. Um. So we we had their address, which we didn't and aren't going to share in any way. However, a piece of information that we didn't put in the main video is that the address is a house in Essex that is uh, valued at 1.5 million pounds. I've had a look at it on Google Maps. It's a very nice house. This is where the frame was delivered. Sorry, the where the bike that we sent to them was delivered uh, to for spoilers for people because we haven't really told them. We ended up sending a package which had a, a photo of me, uh, a signed photo, <laughs> and a, a pink children's bicycle. And a glitter bomb. And a glitter bomb. Parcel, <laughs> paper, yeah, envelope. Uh, this was signed for at this Essex address. And this was the address that the scammer gave to SJ when she asked, where do you want the frame to be delivered to? Yeah. And they yeah. mentioned throughout the emails that they were all between Essex and Richmond bike shop, which I'm assuming was James shop. So yeah, I yeah. think we have to assume that they're in Essex. It might not be their house, but it has to be, there is a link to that house somehow, right? It's a 1.5 million pound house in Essex. When I Googled this house because i just wanted to see what would come up when we were first like deciding are you, how to are you tell gonna this. say it you're gonna tell everyone oh, well all i'm gonna say is the house was linked to a previous case of fraud in the millions yes it was a, it was a, it wasn't to do with stolen goods um but it was a case of fraud it was someone stealing from a company that they worked for um and I don't think that it's related because by the looks of it, they went bankrupt and they moved out. But it's just so weird that there is a case of fraud linked to that house already. So my my theory on specifically that is that it may or may not be the same people, but that someone has access to that house but doesn't live there. So I think the person that it's been sent to gave an address that they have access to, but they don't live at. We street viewed it. Yeah. yeah. Is it a, it's a locked house. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is it's not like a, it's not derelict or anything. No, no, it's just a house. I think it's a young person that lives with their family. What we know is we didn't tell them when this was going to be, our parcel was going to be delivered and it got delivered fine. So there's people there during the day taking in parcels. So I would assume the house is occupied. I, I, that's my theory is it's a young person that lives with their parents. Because why would they, you know, if you can afford a 1.5 million pound house, you don't need to buy it thousand pound frame but maybe a young silly you foolish person that's what i think well no i i agree i think it, i think it's most likely to be a young person but i think it's someone that's old enough that they have done some like written an email before what do you think francis yeah i i am I, um, I don't know <laughs> i don't know i i imagine now you've said that i wonder what if that was the case and it was parents the parents house 
of this young person, what would the conversation have been when that thing arrived? Like, what have you ordered? How did you afford it? But also it was addressed to France. We addressed it to Francis as well. Yeah, of course. So someone signed for it. Their dad's open. Like, what the? Who knows? So, so you go, oh yeah, it's just my mate. My mate got it delivered here. You've done you, you, you've done these scams before, clearly. Yeah. Well, I've, inv- so I've investigated many scams. Have you? <laughs> Maybe it is just a millionaire who who scams people and has a, a fleet of bikes which really is sold to an elves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Faster than you could order one online. Yeah, yeah. So the other piece of um, stuff that's happened since we uh, filmed this was the scammer wrote one more message. Um, which was on the 1st of September, which was the day after the video went live. They emailed SJ and said, Dear Sarah Jane, great news. The frame has arrived, which I think means has arrived. We would be looking to do the build on the 8th of September. I will keep you updated. Thanks, Francis. That's that's so funny. weird. I'm guessing they did not see the video. And they haven't opened the box yet. And they hadn't opened the box. Yeah. So, so I reckon what's happened is someone's signed for it at an address that they're able to access and then said, oh, I've got this pass, that parcel you're on about for Francis Cade, it's here. And they've gone, yeah, I'll go, I'll come around and get it on the 8th because they don't live there. That's what I reckon's happened. Perhaps. Perhaps. So maybe some unsuspecting person got our glitter bomb. Well, no, I don't think that But they won't have opened it. it. Although the box, it was leaking glitter. Yeah, it was leaking glitter. It was uh, was. glitter gets through all the little cracks. So wherever that box has been, there's a trail of glitter. Sorry to Parcel Force for having to deliver (laughs) that. Well, there's there's still glitter here, and this like weeks later. Oh yeah, Jimmy hates glitter. That's how it works. Your least favorite thing. It is. There has been in the comment section alone. There has been (laughs) many conspiracy theories thrown out there by the audience and us and us. Yep. And the first one, which is quite common, a lot of people commented this actually, didn't they? Chat GPT wrote all the emails. And I don't understand how this is a thing, unless I don't, unless I don't know how Chat GPT works well enough, which I can, might I, be the case. I can debunk this straight away. Go on then. It wouldn't have spelling errors. Yes, good point. So there's no way it's Chat GDP or uh, an automatic generator. It might have grammatical errors. It wouldn't have spelling errors. Yeah. I I mean, I, I also don't know how ChatGPT works at all. I do not, don't get that. But it just seemed, it was good because it referenced stuff, but it wasn't like a mate. I don't know. I feel like it was just someone who watched I think cycling you're YouTube. you trying to say it wasn't genius. It wasn't genius. No, it wasn't <laughs> genius. It has meant to be genius, isn't it? It was just saying stuff like, you know, I'm Francis and I have a YouTube channel of 240,000 subscribers. I mean, yes, maybe a chatbot would do that, but also like- Nah, I don't think chat, as as far as I can tell, chat GPT doesn't know what Cade Media is. You can't do anything like that. Unless you're like really famous, it's not gonna- And to link you and GC Performance and Jordan all buy an Elves bike. I mean, maybe that is the sort of thing a computer would do, but it's all a bit too obscure as well, isn't it? I'm guessing the commenters are giving chat GPT too much credit. Yeah. Because it, it does stuff. At this I, point, I know... one day it will be able to do that. Yes. Casey Neistat posted a video with, and he's a, a New York-based filmmaker and one of the original vloggers who'd made 800 videos in a row or something, maybe even more than that, uh, every single day. And he tasked ChatGPT to script him a video in the style of Casey Neistat. And then he went and made the video and wrote, read the script, basically. 
and I ran that. I tried the same thing when I saw that. I was like, oh, do a video in the style of Francis. And it, it doesn't know who you are at all. So it's not like it has the whole of YouTube at its disposal. And it's not we, that smart. As we established, you are the only person in the world with the name Francis Cade as well. <laughs> that can't be true. Someone in the comments now. It's definitely not true. <laughs> I, I love the idea that chat GPT is the source of these emails, but it's just it just nah. can't be. Nah. Also, it seems like if that was... If you were able to use it for that, way more people would be scamming way more people. Or am I just being naive? Well, I think that's, that I think that's one of the reasons people are nervous of it, mm. of AI in general. Yeah. The AI stuff is bonkers. Some of the videos of people talking in podcasts, but it's not really them. Mm. And they're just advertising like sketchy products and things like that. And it nearly gets you. And that's now, in two, three years time. It's funny because I... I um, I was given blood a couple of months ago and uh, the guy asked what I did. And I said, oh, I, I work in media and sort of different projects. And he said, what are you doing at the moment? I said, oh, I'm, um, we're just about to launch a podcast. And he went, oh, chat GPT. What? He said something like that. And I did not understand what he meant. I thought he meant like, I thought he meant GC perform. I thought he was referencing another cycling because I'd said, said that it was cycling based. And he said something about chat GPT. And I was like, yeah. But I had no idea what he was talking about. But was it that? Are people writing podcasts with ChatGPT? I don't understand the internet enough. You could, you could, you can type into ChatGPT, write me a video script introduction for a video titled Five Things That Shouldn't, Five Bicycle Products That Shouldn't Be Made of Carbon Fiber. Right. And then it will write you a script. And then you can go make it shorter. Yeah. And it will shorten it. And it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. And you it's can a do. fantastically performing video. <laughs> and, it's, and that video was in touch. No, it wasn't. I, I actually did put that through. And I was like, oh, it's not very good. And we wrote our own one. But you, you can do that kind of thing. So if you would, if you, um, if Emily got sick and we needed a podcast, we could potentially type that into robots with taking enough our prompts. jobs. I think it's the pe people using chat GPT well, uh, it's a skill in itself. They're really good at prompting it mm. in the right way and using the right words. And yeah, it's a bit like coding, isn't it? It's understanding the language it, it, it uses. Next conspiracy theory is Harry Mack is the scammer. Likely. We are not talking about Harry Mack, the rapper, the freestyle rapper. We are talking about Harry Mack, uh, my friend, who you've met before? You've met, both met Harry? I thought he was my friend as well, but you yeah, said you changed our to my son. Oh, a collective friend. Yeah. I was wondering if you'd met him. Yes, you've met him here. Oh yeah, he was in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Outrageous. Uh, Harry, our good friend, who is... Who already has an elves. Already has an elves. He's been on the channel a few times uh, doing bike checks about it because he, he before elves had uh, a UK representative and stuff... They were only available from AliExpress and he basically built his whole racing bike from AliExpress and then uh, races, elite level road races and the, the national road race champs and all that kind of stuff. Now he's doing hill climbs at the moment. Yep. Uh, not, not on an owls. He might have been the scammer, according to people in the comments. Well, according to him, he told us. He, he admitted it. Oh, he, did he? He, did, he didn't really. <laughs> Are we going to disprove that? Well, that is, that is very unlikely to be true. We can't isn't disprove it. It. It, there's a, it could be true, but I think it's very unlikely. Very unlikely. Has anyone asked him? Uh, no. no. I think he would tell us. Yeah. Because he would find it hilarious. He would. 
he would. Also, his bike breaking thing came in the timeline of this video. It came like in the middle, didn't it? So, so his elves was fine when we first got the original email from the scammer. His elves. Oh yeah, was it, it would have been fine. before. Well, and and SJ and the scammers' communications would have been even prior to that. Yeah, yeah, months yeah. Months before, a month yeah, before, loads, two months yeah. before. So yeah, we don't know, but very unlikely that it's Harry Mack. The next one is my favourite of them all. And we aren't able to debunk it. And I hope it's true. Do you? Yep. Go on. SJ was the scammer all along, just pretending to be scammed so elves could get a video feature. High stakes. <laughs> high stakes, high reward. High stakes, high reward. It's unlikely. And now we're talking about it again. She's getting her money's worth. Yeah. Well, there was, there was no money. It's free. Getting her time's worth. Time's worth, yeah. A lot yeah. of time. She lot put time. a lot of time into her side. If she was also right in the scammer's side. Emailing herself. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, she deserves it, is what I would say. I would say there were too many weird twists and turns and too too many instances of like the the scammer stopping emailing and being like, oh no, because there was a point where the person was said, oh, I don't want it anymore. I watched a, the video with Harry in it. And because of that, I don't want you to review it. Uh, sorry, I don't want to review it anymore. Don't send it to me. And then there was a gap. And then they came back and said, oh no, when's it going to be ready? Yeah. Who, what, give me one of your favorite films. One of my favorite films. Yeah. From Dusk Till Dawn. So that, that is a fairly complex story that someone has created from nothing. That, what, that is possible. More, it is more complex than some emails that someone's fictitiously created. <laughs> if someone's a good story writer, it's, 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 you know, they, they could do it. SJ could be working hand in hand with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, is, gonna, is, there, is that going to be his next film? What? The scam, the yeah. Balaclava Scammer Man. The Scammer. It's, it's called King Regards. <laughs> King. <laughs> or perhaps she used ChatGPT to write the, the script of the film. Is that the right use of chat GPT? I know, I don't know. I know that you can, because it doesn't know any other people. Maybe it was all chat GPT and there was no human. No SJ. It's sentient and does its own thing. Then. Yes. It's testing. It's testing how we will react. AI trying to waste humans' times <laughs> whilst, whilst it tries to take over the world. This is a distraction. In actual fact, it's doing some other bad, yes, very bad things. Yes, they're distracting things. us from, from spotting it. Oh, oh that, there's our own conspiracy theory like that. Like, like Skynet. I like that one. Oh, I don't like it. I think the last conspiracy theory is actually the best. Not necessarily the most believable, but the best one. Which is, it was all a fake viral PR stunt for Elfspike. Isn't that the same as this, the previous one? Yeah, isn't that the same thing? Yeah, but that, but this one is, we were all in on it. Oh, right. Oh. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. The last yeah, one yeah, is, yeah. we were being yeah. scammed by SJ. This one is, we were all in on it. And it was... Cade Media yes, had made yes, yes, yes. a fake ad, an ad, advert. Try to, so basically it's an advert, a commissioned advert. If we could think, genuinely think up adverts that good... I'd be so, I'd be, I'd be so proud of us. We could make millions. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this. Stop the podcast. <laughs> let's get off and let's make those adverts because we will make a fortune. Yeah. Yeah, there were, there were a few comments like that. Yeah. Which I, yeah, I mean, fair. It makes me happy that someone think that we are capable of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is genius if, it, if we had pulled that off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So here's a question um, and something that we'll never know. What do we think the scammer was going to do? Obviously, they thought they were going to receive this bike. Um, what do you think they were going to do once they had the bike? Probably ride it. In terms of from the... Because obviously they promised SJ like a full video. They kept going into detail about like what it was going to be and when it was going to be published and like way more than it. Like I've worked in media for a long time. And if you ever we do brand deals... No, no one actually if, if gives. If we were no. seriously doing a, a, a brand deal... Can't be that specific. No. And it's like yes, you agree to a to a um, a plan, which is malleable. Not yes, constantly update them every two seconds. Basically, about you're working happening. with someone who trusts you to do your thing yeah. and your style yeah. and and whatever. But yeah, it was it was like so specific, and they almost worked themselves up into more of an issue because they'd promised so much mm-hmm. out of this thing. Um, so I guess their options were to either just get the bike and just ghost SJ forever or commission us to make a video. Surely that's what would have been that would have been it. Okay. <laughs> or I think and I, this is what I think they were going to do, use the excuse that there was something wrong with the bike and that's why there was no video made because they started teeing up this idea of needing to test out the bike before reviewing it. So they But that's high risk though because then elves could just go, "Okay, sorry about that. Send it back to us." Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it was going to play out, but they definitely started teeing it up. This is why I think they didn't think this was ever going to actually work. No, but there was there was emails. The later emails were talking as if they were going going to accept the frame, but there was no promise of a review. Yes, but that was that is the last like. 10% 10% of their communication. Sure. Yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. when they saw the opportunity. And we're like, oh, I'm actually going to get this. We did the updated video on the elves on Harry's bike where he crashed and yeah, basically yeah, yeah. saying like, you know, there's some issues with it. And then off the back of that, that gave them an angle to be able to go, oh, well, we're not totally happy with elves. Send us the bike, but we might not make the video. Yeah, that's true. I, until that point, they they had no angle. The Harry Mack thing was really weird. The, they they referenced that video. So we, we did the video about the fact that the, his bike broke. Mm. Um, and it feels like they used that as an opportunity to plant a seed of doubt of why they might not yes. do it. it. It felt like, cause I remember when they first said it, they were like, Oh, we, we don't feel comfortable. We feel like it's a risk. And I was like, what are they, why are they backtracking on that? But I think that was a whole part of the setup to plant this idea of they might never make this video and they need to test the bike. They sent an email to SJ sort of teeing up this idea again of testing the frame. Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. I hate reading Cause it. Because it's me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> shall, shall I do the, um, do the, voice. the voiceover? Hi, Sarah Jane. Just writing a quick email before I rush off as I wanted to get back to you. I couldn't get around to it last night. 
I think the 13th is a good day for the build and I'll put it in a calendar. Once the frame arrives, I'll do a quick once over and drop you an email to let you know of its delivery and any issues. With regards to the testing and filming of the testing, this will happen periodically over the days following the 13th and we'll be sure to keep you updated during the process. Once that's over, if we feel happy, we should be able to decide on a firm date for the filming of the review. I know this doesn't provide much clarity aside from a build date. However, the reality is on our end that the testing will happen during free time throughout the week. I hope this sounds okay and has shed a little bit of light over the process. Thanks, Francis. Can I just, like, that looks like, if you glance at it, it looks like a normal paragraph of writing. <laughs> I struggle reading it. Why is it difficult to read? And why does it say information which could be put into one sentence in this in the in a massive chunk it's weird i totally weird. agree jimmy thinks because you were saying that you think it's people who've written emails before i don't nah, know all. It's, it's strange it's, it's like overinflated language which actually says nothing at all but it, it's definitely I struggle, but we uh, we have this joke on the that's a skill that's part of the skill <laughs> we have this joke on the podcast i ended up reading everything because i'm quite good at reading off screen right I really have to concentrate yeah. so hard to read this. And I did it in the filming of the scammer video when I was reading the emails as well. It was hard in that when we were sort of scripting it because I was like, I want it I, I want it to be conflated. I want it to be verb verbatim so you can see the errors and you can see like the weird language. That's yes, used. Really it was also really language. difficult to read out as well. So it was kind of getting the relevant bits, cutting out the rubbish and then... C can I just say, oh as someone which has worked in a corporate office environment significantly more than both of you, that is a classic example of... Emily, take a drink every time Jimmy mentions he worked in finance. <laughs> a, a term that I always refer to as blinding people with science, and it's what people which are incapable of doing their job do, is that they say so much stuff that what you, you do is... You just give up. You, take, you, you go like, oh, it's just a load of gibberish, and what you take away from that is like, yeah, cool, good job. And that's how people which are rubbish at their job <laughs> you do, you ever get send by. Them, send them the meme which is like, oh, that's a lot of words. Too bad I'm not reading them. Wow, that's a lot of words. Too bad I'm not reading them. <laughs> that's blinded that's people that, science. Is that. You're right. I guess the, the the summary of that is they're wanting to test the bike first, as if it's some sort of like weird prototype, as if it isn't a, like a bike that's in production yeah, that people buy are buying. It. And yeah, it, but that language is setting up the idea of it, um, there being a problem and they're needing to test it. So that's my theory on what they were going to do. Mm. What other weird stuff did he, he he referred to GC Performance, who's a, a, a an American dude based in Miami. He's, he's got a bike shop as Australian. <laughs> so the person, like, they're pretty involved in, like, they they watch the videos and stuff. But there's weird things like that that they haven't picked up on. And you're Essex based, apparently. And I'm Essex based, which I I mean I've been to Essex maybe four times. Oh. So we were going to talk about, I guess, the the making of the video as well, weren't we? Just very briefly, how how th this was so different from a normal kid media video, which is why we went, Emily, <laughs> can you make this video for us? So, so I guess, please. Um, what I guess some people won't know is that Emily is a legitimate journalist with over a decade of experience as a journalist and working in media for some of the biggest organizations in the world. And as a result of that is by far the most qualified to do basically any bit of Cade Media. 
and thus why we try and use Emily as much as possible. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, the hardest part of it was that it was literally just a bunch of emails. There was no, there was nothing other than that. So it was kind of trying to make a story out of just so many words, convoluted <laughs> words. And that the timeline was so expansive as well. Like we were constantly getting updates. So we kind of just, there was, the first thing was wait until we had all of the information then kind of put it together. It was, it was a scripted video as well, which is from start to finish, which is something that we don't usually do. Sometimes more, for most of your videos, Francis, what you, you'll write a intro and an outro and everything else is kind bullet of bullet points. points yeah, exactly. Yeah, Whereas this, because, because it was so much information that had to be condensed and because we wanted to make sure we told the story, right. It basically ended up me reading the line to you and then you reading it out. Yeah. And then it would cut to another. We needed a, you were an auto cue. Yes. (laughs) And contrary, contrary to probably everyone's belief by our fantastic acting and Emily's production, we filmed all of it in one day, apart from collecting the bike. Oh yeah, we changed clothes a couple of times. We did some And then the changes. final shot, of, I was like, oh no. And I moved the camera because I was filming Emily and you were talking on screen. And in the background, there was the all clothes the rail clothes. with all the different clothes. <laughs> I noticed that I was like, you know well. what? I bet no one will notice. And nobody noticed. No, no I can't remember <laughs> no why, one commented why we did that because we wanted to show a passing of time, I think. Yes. And because yeah. we, we yeah, actually did pick the bike up on story, another yeah. day, didn't we? And, we? and we shipped it on another day. Well, so a big yeah. thing of making videos, every time you said this about one of my videos, I'm like, yes. It's making it feel bigger mm-hmm. and at different locations. Like we do aside from this, but like B roll of a bike. If you do a bike review, we've got inside B roll. We've got outside B roll and it's basically static. It's B-roll. still Moving a shot B-roll. of it. It's a shot, to, you know, it's a shot of the fork indoors and a shot of the fork outdoors, but it's amazing how much having two versions of that makes the video feel bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just much more enjoyable to watch, even though you've just looked at a fork twice, Yeah, but it's for some reason more interesting. Totally. And that was kind of why I tried to bring in like the B-roll of like, the oh, getting the notification or waiting for the time to pass. Because it's just, it's stuff that breaks it up. Once you've seen one type of shot or one type of... Piece of information, isn't it? Presented yeah, exactly. In a way. Present, yeah, presentation. It, it gets kind of boring. So it's kind of moving it along. And it's long, right? It's it was long. 16 minutes. Was it? Is that how yeah. long it was? Yeah. yeah. Well, the first edit was actually three hours. And then I think this was your idea to bring in the phone jack. Oh, we were having a conversation about phone jacker because I feel like we were saying like... Well, it's a scammer, isn't it? I feel like whenever I, whenever, whenever you, I think scam, first thing that yeah. pops into my head is George Agadugadugwengo from yeah. phone jacker. And then the idea was it comes in, you know, Jimmy says something like, oh, I can just imagine him, da, 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 which was <laughs> scripted, but it came from the real conversation that we'd had yes, about. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I, I so that was da, 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 it, yeah. Um, so then it was like switch it. exactly switched to the palm trees. And then the idea was that it just got more outlandish every single time it cut back to a new shot. And then he became Tiger King and then he was friends with <laughs> Dan Basilian. <laughs> you were just sending me voice notes, like giggling every time I sent you a new one. And then we added more, we're like, we'll make it Dan. Yeah, Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, Bilzerian. Yeah, he hangs out with band Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. Well, he's a scammer, he's a successful scammer. Exactly. What do you do when you're a millionaire and a scammer? You hang out with people like Dan Bilzerian, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think they're the thing, they're the parts of the production that help carry <laughs> the story along and keep you interested rather than just reading out an email to Yeah. And then the obviously the other bit was actually creating the surprise. Because there was one point before we decided that we weren't gonna um actually door knock them. Can I just say, I think we should talk about all of the ideas that you two came up with <laughs> that I vetoed continuously about options of things that we were 
considering or were considered? Yeah, there was one point. Um, so this, so I'm specifically talking about whether we should or should not interact meet, with interact them, with this person. Yeah. And I was very, I, I was of the no, we shouldn't because it's just it's a risk. It's a risk for us. It's a ri- it's just it's just a risk. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, from a journalistic point of view. You were very we were on the same page, yeah. Yeah. But before that, we had we also thought of some ideas for what we would do. What hire um, the actor? We were going to hire well, an no, actor. But that was the second thing. The first thing was we would dress up and do it. You were yes. you were considering there was a point where you were like, well, we can get some fake outfits made that look like delivery driver. I didn't ever think it would be us because they obviously they obviously know Francis and by proxy, I'm assuming they know you. Yeah. And I'm not going to do it. Who would we send? Josh Reed. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think the idea was hire an actor and maybe a van and then have them dressed in. I was going to get like, you can get like basic unprinted, unbranded polo shirts. And I was going to make up some sort of like DHL or DHS or like some sort of delivery company logo and have them deliver it and get a picture of them on their doorstep so we could have a picture. And I was like, Do you know what? It's, we'll not do that. I wish well, it we could have done if if resources were larger. We could have done a camera in the box. Yeah, like I think that would have been do. the best. But it's just it would hard have, hard to. As we know, it would have been the it would have run out of battery before they no, actually opened the box. The idea box. is you or you make something. Scammers, to, YouTubers do this. You end up with a camera which activates when the box is open. Yeah, a system and like that, something and to it the sends cloud. it remotely to you. But surely it has to be on to activate when they open it. It's like on standby. You know, like how we have a camera for Bella when we're out of the house and it triggers an alert. It it only comes on when it sees movement. Mm. There's ways to do it. There's ways to do it. Mm. It's that people, uh, YouTubers do it. There's a guy who does a a legit glitter bomb with a camera in the thing and then it explodes with glitter and hits the camera in the face. Yeah. Loads of glitter all over the house. But what I'm saying is people typically open stuff straight away. Yeah. Whereas we don't know how many days this was sitting around for. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it it is difficult. This is why it's hard to do that kind of thing. I uh, didn't. You, I'm sure you found a like Ed Sheeran lookalike that you. Yeah. Were, what was that? You, was, you were like looking you were like, for oh, actors. I was just you were looking like, for actors. Let's make it an Ed Sheeran lookalike. No. <laughs> no, I just I was just looking for actors, and I found an Ed. I just happened to come across an Ed Sheeran lookalike while I was looking for actors, yeah. and then I was like, "Does this work?" I was like, "No, that's a that's something else again." <laughs> we'll save that for a future. I've had episode. to. I have had to hire lookalikes before, it, as part of journalism journalism in quotes because it definitely wasn't but we had to hire a whole family of David Beckham lookalikes and I took them around to like McDonald's and outside Harrods and just to see if people bought it and they did they had lots of pictures taken that day there's a lot of tourists that were very happy and and I've seen them they didn't really look very much like the the, the reels it's time for another round of overrated (laughs) or underrated I'm going to read out a list of things and you're going to tell me if they're overrated or underrated. I, I think this time we should have Emily's opinion as well. 100%. 100%. Cool. First one. Go. Giant. The the people? Yeah. Giants. Bikes. Giant bikes. Giant bikes. Oh, okay. What, is it like really big bikes? <laughs> I heard you laugh. You are told. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my understanding is that giant manufacture for a very large proportion of the cycling industry. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Reed has been to the giant factory. Well, he is sponsored by them, isn't he? In China. Yeah. When then, he cycled home from China, uh, this is our friend Josh who does ultra cycling events, ultra cycling. 
racing, bikepacking things. Uh, he has a great video. I cycled home from China mm. or cycling home from China. And he went there back, backpacking with his mates and then was like, actually, I might just cycle home. Because you know, why not? It's cheaper, isn't it? Yep. And he did. And that video is on YouTube and it's he went really to, well. Yeah, really, really good. It's, it's a really good views. video as well. Brilliant. And he's a lovely guy. And he, he went to the giant, that's where he got the bike. So he went to the giant factory wholesale, I suppose. It wasn't an office. It was the factory mm -hmm. and just took it away from there. Um, I think giant bikes. Um, Have you ever ridden one? I haven't. I haven't. Oh. Lots. They're very common. Um, I don't particularly like the look of them. Um, mm. But, you know, they, they as a business, contribute to a lot of bikes existing in the world, which is a good thing. Yeah. People, I've heard them referred to as a bit boring before. I think I agree. Mm. But not in the realm of TT bikes. Giant Trinity was always the fastest TT bike on the market. Always mm. tested the fast, all the really fast guys. Like, I mean, Drag Two Zero, like Matt Bottrill and all that lot. I'm pretty sure they were on giant, giant Trinities. Ken was on a giant Trinity. Chris Hall was for the National 24. Chris Hall was National 24. Uh, and it looked really cool. It's a very good looking TT bike. And they really nailed it the first time. And they haven't made an updated version there's no, i don't think there's like a disc version they've done or anything but ken replaced that with a much more expensive updated trek whatever speed concept and it was slower so it goes to show how good that old bike was however i haven't ridden one i've only seen one what are you saying emily um i have no knowledge or opinion oh i have another bad thing about giant oh yeah the other bad thing is um they supply hookless wheels with complicated and confusing information on their website. Mm. And I'm not saying that it's incorrect information. I'm saying it is hard to get your head around and it needs to be presented in a better way. Two, they did that stupid propel with a, the brake underneath the uh, chain stays and you just get sprayed with shit and it doesn't work. Not true. I have uh, on my Moss bike, I have an underground, an under-mounted rear brake and I've never had any issues with it getting dirty. Well, I don't care. Loads of people do. I, that's done probably 20,000 miles, yeah. that bike. Stupid place for a break. No, works lovely. Nice, clean, nice, clean lines. What we're saying there, You're a very lucky man. underrated. Underrated. Just to, because you've been laying into them. <laughs> I'm torn. I, d I don't really have an opinion, <laughs> but I'm going to go with underrated <laughs> because they manufacture a lot of bikes and without them, there'd probably be less bikes in the world and more bikes is better than more cars. Yeah, good shout. Underrated. In my own circle of friends. I don't know anyone who owns a Giant. I've never heard anyone say anything good about a Giant. And therefore, they must be underrated. What about Liv? What about her? Liv bikes. No, I know, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> what about Liv bikes? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think it's... I that, used that is Giant. To, yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. know. I, I used to be of the opinion that women-specific brands were like... I didn't really get why there wasn't just Giant bikes for women. But if it means that it's better geometry, which I have no idea because I've never ridden one, but if it means it's better geometry, better fit, better range, then I think it's a good thing. But it should be the same, but but it's not always, yeah. is it? And and like smaller bikes are same? hard to get hold Giant of. Giant should have a bigger range. Like the women's arm of a bike brand should be as encompassing as the men's version. The giant men's bikes don't go down small enough for most women. 
yeah. live bikes go smaller than giant bikes, but they don't go small enough. So the range is still not big. It's, they still don't go small enough for most women. And that's a big problem. Not just giant. All big manufacturers. Speculation. Uh, not yeah, speculation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I think, I think women-specific products on products that don't need to be women-specific is weird. You don't need women-specific bikes. You need small bikes for small people and tall bikes for tall people. Yeah, basically. Bo bo both ends of the spectrum are under... Catered for. Yeah, because they represent such a small proportion, mm. I imagine it's hard. And to hold bike manufacturers are obsessed with putting really wide handlebars on everything. Next up, bike racing. Uh, these are always horrible. Um, they are horrible. There's too many different types of bike racing. I think professional bike racing is overrated. I think amateur bike racing is underrated. I think they are both underrated. Not enough people watch pro cycling, yet it's a fascinating and really exciting sport when you get into it. A lot of people do watch it. A lot of people do watch it. In the probably tens of millions. But compared to some sports, which are I think are overrated, it is... It I've is, got a feeling the Tour de France is one of the most watched sports events in the world. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I think it's amazing. I guess it's a different question whether how... It's underfunded. It's underfunded. Uh, like riders are paid like millions. F all compared to yeah, but nothing. Comp the top guys are paid decent wage. The you know domestics are on a hundred grand compared to football. It's like nothing, is it? No, not compared to football. But I still, I still, I, I, well, I stand by. It. I think it's overrated. But I think amateur racing and having a go is very fun and very exciting. And some of the best stuff I've ever done on a bike is having a go at some races. Yeah. And different, you know, different disciplines. I've raced cyclocross, I've raced time trials, I've mm -hmm. raced triathlons, I've, I've done crit racing and it's all really fun. Yeah, I agree. I learned so much. I raced from when I was about 17 for a good four years of really focusing on it. And it teaches you so much about life. You're interacting with different people, you're learning skills that can be applied to other tasks and other areas of your life. And you don't even realize it at the time. And it was very valuable. And some of the best memories I have were bike racing. Underrated. I've got some Work data out. from 2014 on the BBC yeah. about the Tour de France. Uh, they found that 2.2 billion people had watched at least 20 consecutive minutes of coverage of the Tour de France. Billion. Billion. Wow. But that's like... Twenty consecutive minutes is like the minimum standard. Two point two billion people have seen at least twenty consecutive minutes of footage. Okay, mm. big. So maybe they're not being paid enough. That is everything. Please, Please let can it we end, be end the podcast? end. Sheesh. <laughs> My goodness. But we have a listener's takeover oh, question. Why do they keep emailing? Damn us? you, Stephen <laughs> or Stefan, however you want Stephen. to pronounce That's it. That's Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hi, guys. I'd love to know your tips and experience on how to get your bike abroad. Me and my friends are hoping to fly over to Japan next year to cycle Kyo Tokyo to Kyoto, which I've heard is an amazing ride. That's me saying that, not him. Get a bike box, get a bike box from a bike shop, wrap it all up, tape it up, tape up everything, stick it in the box. On the other end, recycle the box. When you get to the other end, find a bike shop, ask them for a box, tape it up, stick it on the plane, get home, bosh. If you don't want to risk a cardboard box, I would recommend only flying with a 
hard bike box, like a bike box Allen or a buxom, anything else, bag shaped, like a bag, a bike bag. I've had bikes destroyed in, unless you use a lot of bubble wrap. If you use a cardboard box, baggage handlers, I've always, I've been fine. Always. But this is only if you're riding from one location. Yeah, 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 true. You'd have to post it. Well, I've done a lot of bike packaging. I've just, I've arrived, posted it to the end. My bike box, empty. And that's how I figured it out. But that is extra logistics. That's ludicrous. Just use a cardboard box. Cardboard box is good. I actually think cardboard boxes are better than soft boxes. Mm -hmm. Because you cut some handles in it. They know where the handles are. There's handles for them to grab. And and a, 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 a a luggage handler goes like, Oh, it's a cardboard box. It's probably delicate. Yeah. It, it looks There's more a, fragile. Have you seen it? that? It might, it might be Canyon. Maybe it's not Canyon. I don't want to give them credit <laughs> if it's not them. <laughs> There's a bike brand that posts their, box, their bikes out in boxes and on the side of the box, there's a TV. And people are careful with it because it's a TV. It's not Canyon because I bought a Canyon. They charge for the box that they send it in. Do well. they? Yes. And Naughty. it does not have a TV on the side. It's a good box, but like... What does it have on the side? Canyon logo, I think. You sure they charge for the box? Yeah, it was fifty quid. I'm sure because you could only get them w- from a box. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it was. <laughs> what if you buy it without? They just they ride it to you, and the guy goes, "Well, how do I get home?" I, f- I feel like they're. I think yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's they should just say it's shipping, but they specifically say you're paying for the box, and it's like, well, what would I? What would you send it in otherwise? Do you um do you remove your mech hanger? I would always on a bike yes, box, Alan. I would yeah, I would yeah, take yeah, it off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, so. Wheels off, mech hanger off, no. tape, tape it all up, handlebars to the sides. If you have a big box and you can leave your back wheel on, I would recommend doing that because it keeps it all together. But the smaller the box, the better. And I would shift into the biggest cog on the cassette so your derailleur is in to the frame as much as possible, in like towards the rear wheel as much as possible. And then you can just pack around that. You can take your mech off, but I always shift it up and leave the back wheel in if you can, and it's always been fine. That's how bikes are shipped by manufacturers a lot of the time. If if the YouTube version of this podcast gets 10,000 comments, we'll make a how to pack your bike for travel video. Jimmy, we already made that in Spain together. Was I there for that? Yes. Right. You were with me on a bike. Yeah, but we'll trip. do it better now. We'll do it better. We would do it better. Yeah. So the actual answer is go and check out that video. There you go. Check out that video. That would have been much easier <laughs> and we could have ended this much sooner. It's the end, Francis. You can say the end bit now. The end bit now. Uh-huh. You have a question or story? <laughs> Send it into Wild Ones Podcast at cademedia.co.uk. That's all for this episode. Everyone wish Francis a happy holiday vacation. And we'll see you. Ooh. We will, <laughs> oh, there's more. We will, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> we will see them next week, but without you. We've got a secret podcast coming up that you don't know about. Before you go, do us a favor, subscribe, follow, leave us a review. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.